What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to What the French Toast, the podcast where I'm an accidental asshole and I insult Megan, not on purpose. Every chance you get. Every chance I get. But speaking of insulting, last episode, I did insult you by accident because I called you a cow. And I did not mean that. There was a cow statue right behind your head. And I saw the cow. I looked I looked left and I saw a cow statue. And that was just inopportune timing. But I got you a gift as a way of trying to make it up. So there's that. It's going to make noise in the microphone, so I apologize. I'm just sorry, guys. A t-shirt! A Hellfire Club t-shirt. Because we watch Stranger Things together. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. I noticed that it's um, a 2X. Do you think I'm fat? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It was the only size they had. I'm just kidding. If I'm being honest, initially I bought it for me and then I didn't want it. I was like, no, this is better for me. So it's a secondhand gift. No, I bought it for you. I bought it. I picked it up and I was like, this is cool. And then I was like, you know who would enjoy this more? Megan. And I went to go buy a second one for you, but that was literally the last one they had. So instead of getting me a gift, I gay decided to give it to you. Well, I love it. I'll wear it. And yes, it is a 2X, but that means it's going to be big. Right. And that means it's going to be cozy. It'll and, you know, shrink when you wash it. And that's my favorite type of t-shirt is a big cozy t-shirt. Well, then let's go, Megan. So I'm going to wear it next time we record. Let's go. I'm on board. Because I always wear big comfy t-shirts when we <laughs> record. How are you? Oh, God, I'm so good. I gotta be honest with you. Like my anxiety's been fucking me up lately. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm doing good. I'm actually like extremely anxious right now, even. But I'm good. Like I'm. But you said that's because you have a pretty heavy topic that we're gonna talk about today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, that's okay. part of it for sure. That's part of it. Okay. Well, you wanna hear something really cool? Yes, of course. So I got an email today. Okay. Let me pull up my email. Uno momento. Uno momento. Why did I say it like that? From Pod Status. Pod Status. Mm-hmm. About our podcast? About our podcast. Let's go. And I just want to let you know Uh-oh. that we, okay. What the French Toast, are in the top 50 comedy podcasts on Apple Podcasts in Lebanon. In Lebanon? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so we're like celebrities. Yeah, in Lebanon. Yeah. Yo, that's actually really in cool. In Lebanon. That's actually <laughs> really cool. Yo, to those of you that really like love our podcast in Lebanon, we love you too. Thanks so much for listening. That's awesome. Yeah. So just wanted to share that little tidbit of news. That's really good. Good job, Megan. Hope you feel better. I hope you guys enjoyed when I called her a cow. That was, I'm just kidding. See, that shouldn't have been said again. Here, I'm going to go buy another shirt. I'll be right back. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't have anything. I'm alive. That's good. No interesting stories about anything. Well, I do, but I was, I have a very interesting story, but it kind of goes, well, it kind of goes with my segment for today. We don't have to talk about it yet, then. So if I tell you now, it will take away from my segment later, even though it doesn't really go with my segment. It just. Okay. I feel you. I got you. I can, no, I got you. So. So then as per the usual, I've got a question. Yeah. Okay. This is very well, important. Okay. Actually. Okay. I had a question for well, you. Well, yo, go. Let's get it. Let's, we'll see what your question is. Where did Megan. it go? 
you know how celebrities like Cardi B and stuff work with McDonald's sometimes? Yeah. And they make like a meal? <laughs> yeah. If you had a McDonald's celebrity meal, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do I give you a name or give you like... Like the items that would be in the meal. Because they just make them with a combination of McDonald's items that are already on the menu. Okay, hear me out, right? Mm-hmm. I'm taking chicken nuggets. Okay. I'm putting white cheese melted over the top of them. And I'm adding strips of bacon. Do they have white cheese at McDonald's? They do. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure like who gets it, but I know they have white cheese at McDonald's. So I'm taking I'm I'm taking the, the nuggets. Mm-hmm. Hashtag nug life. Okay, I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the nuggets. I'm putting white cheese over it, melting that down. I'm putting bacon on top. Cause uh-huh. you know, that's what killed the Yahtzee, man, and I gotta relive his trauma. Yeah. So I'm taking the bacon, putting it on top. I'm gonna drizzle that with a little bit of ranch. Okay. A little bit of honey mustard. Enough to make it like great. And I'm calling it the McFucked Up. Okay, well, it would be like... The McClog Your Arteries. That's not how it works. Okay, I'm not calling it any of that, but I'm taking Because they just call it like, you know, it's like the Cardi B and Offset meal, right? Like, it's a celebrity's meal. The what? The French Toast meal? Yeah, like the Skylar's meal. Well, that, but they don't know who I am. They just know me from What the French Toast. (laughs) So What the French Toast McNuggets? Which is so misleading because it's French Toast (laughs) and McNuggets. Instead of syrup, we've got fucking honey mustard. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what would yours be? Um, so I would take a hot and spicy McChicken. Ooh. Okay. With no lettuce, but 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 with mayonnaise. Okay. So yes, mayonnaise, no lettuce. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you would have honey mustard on the side. Okay. With an orange Fanta. Okay. And a cheeseburger. Just a cheeseburger, not a McDouble. <laughs> A cheeseburger with mac sauce. Okay. And three chicken nuggets. And three chicken uh-huh. nuggets. With a side of barbecue sauce, a side of sweet and sour sauce, and a medium fry. Okay. That would be like my go-to McDonald's meal. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what, the French Toast 2.0? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None of it has anything to do... Because doesn't McDonald's sell French Toast sticks? I'm sure they do. I'm certain that they do. I know Sonic does. Dude, I was at Sonic the other day for the first time in years, and that shit was gross. I've been to Sonic every day this week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was driving by, and I was like, it was like, I don't know, midnight, and I was fucking hungry. And I didn't even know Sonic was open like that, like that late. And I was driving by, and I was starving. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get cheese tots. And they put so much mother effing pepper on those cheese tots that I was like, this could kill me. And I refused. Interesting. I almost bought a plane ticket to Lebanon. <laughs> I see I get I've been getting they have the croissantic sandwich the croissantic sandwich yeah it's That's a croissant awesome. oh shit sorry guys um it's a croissant with like sauce like a like with sausage and cheese and egg okay you know? that sounds but good. it's a croissant interesting and I get it with grape jelly and tots and I eat the tots in the car on the way to work and then when I get to work I eat my my croissant sandwich. Fun. Yeah. So the reason that I hadn't had Sonic in so long is because the last time I had Sonic, which was years ago, I was a motivational or I wasn't a motivational. I was a public speaker for a human trafficking nonprofit. And so like me and one of the dudes, like on our way to the event that we were about to speak at, we had like stopped by and grabbed like Sonic breakfast burritos, you mm-hmm. know, with like the tater tots and bacon and stuff in there. It was really good. It tasted fucking great. Put some salsa on it and everything. Mm-hmm. But then like... We got there and 
you know, 30, 45 minutes after we ate the breakfast burrito, like neither him or myself started to feel too great. And we were like, dude, I don't know if we can speak. Like both of us were like, we're about to throw the fuck up. And uh, eventually in the middle of speaking about such a, like, again, it was human trafficking. So we were speaking against human trafficking and both of us are like, give us a second. <laughs> we just had to go throw up. It, that's, and I was like, since then I was like, damn, yeah. never as an entertainer or performer in my life have I ever thrown up in the middle of my like act. Sonic did it to me. They fucked me up and I, yeah, I haven't had I can understand years, that. Yeah. I, I don't prefer Sonic's food in general. Sure. But I do like the croissant sandwich and I do like their pretzels. I mostly go for drinks. That's why I've been every day this week because I, well, I got breakfast one day and then I got lunch from there yesterday. Okay. Um, which was, I just got the popcorn chicken. Yo, I'll be snacking. I used to snack on that popcorn chicken all the time. Whenever I was Because I just like, wanted like something small. Like, yeah. like I wasn't that hungry, but I knew I needed to eat. Sure. But I get my drink. That's the thing. Because that drink will last me all fucking day. The ocean water? No. Oh, man. No. no I, yeah. I usually go, if I want caffeine, I'm going sweet tea with raspberry and lemon. Okay. If I don't want caffeine, I'm going diet cherry limeade. Dude, my mom was notorious for cherry limeades whenever I was younger. And you can get you can get vanilla in it too. That's pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, about to fuck around and make me try Sonic yeah. tonight. And then Let's I got go. Sonic. I got a Sonic drink today. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I have a well, question. Well, twice actually. Oh. I got a drink for breakfast. I didn't okay. get breakfast. I just, you just got, got the drink. drink. It was a liquid breakfast, yeah. but not in the bad way. Yeah. Let's go. And then I got a drink for lunch as well. Let's go, Megan. What's your Sonic. question? Okay, as you know, we've been watching The Last of Us, right? Yes. How do you think, first of all, pick four friends. Four friends. I don't have four friends. Pick one more friend apart from myself mm-hmm. that you would like to go through of The Last of Us scenario with and describe how well you think we would live, survive. How do you think we would do in The Last of Us scenario? See... I'm not going to pick any of my other friends because I already know that I would fuck it up for everyone. Damn. We talked about this the other day when we were watching the, ep- the episode, yeah. whatever episode it was that we were watching. And I know that I'd fuck it up for everyone because I have full confidence that in the zombie apocalypse, I would do decently. Right? Like, okay. Like, do I think I would survive forever? No. But do I think I have better chances than the average person? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Right. But this one fucks me up. Right. Of and the, the reason yeah. is because, now, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched The Last of Us yet, skip ahead five minutes. Right. Okay. Because I'm about to spoil some shit. Not specific, like super spoilers, but still. If you've played the game, this isn't a spoiler at all. Um, but if it, it, it's only a spoiler because it kind of tells how the zombies or how sure. the infected work. Right. And it's. Those, it's the fact that there is fungus that grows around, like, where the where the infected live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or where they're, like, the... the, the That's also the fungus that attaches that, itself to the infected. Correct. Yeah. So, if you step on the fungus over here, the infected over there, no. Which could, by the way, be fucking miles away. Yeah. Like, it communicates And that's what fucks other. me up. Yeah. Is because I'm clumsy as shit. <laughs> Let's go. So if I, I, I will step on, I got big feet. I got long strides. Have a surprise zombie attack. Like there's just no way. I know I would fuck it up for everyone. So I would hate <laughs> to bring any of my friends into that scenario. Sure. Cause I would just fuck it up for everyone. That's fair. I understand that. I think we would do good. If we keep, if we kept you away from the fungus, we'd, we'd be, we'd, we'd do decent. I think we well, would do decent. Well, if we were staying away from the fungus, then what would be the point? 
to live, Megan. <laughs> like, <laughs> you wish me to live. If I if I was staying in a quarantine zone and I was a normal person and was just doing my job of like throwing the the dead bodies into the fire, that'd be fine. Sure, sure. But who wants to live in a quarantine zone? Not me. Exactly. Okay. I want to build my own society. Fair enough. Like like Tommy did, you know. Like good old Tommy. Well, he didn't. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, not I know gonna, he yeah. didn't, but I'm I'm just saying like spoilers. Like, like that whole thing, like like with that like yeah, idea where they, that. they built their own society, their own right. communist society. Right. <laughs> <laughs> their own communist yeah. society. Are you ready to jump into these topics, Megan? Yeah, I guess we can get started. Oh my god, okay, I guess. Hey, is it cool? So like one of my topics is very, very like heavy, or at least it is for me. So that way, that being said, I know I've gone first the last couple of times, but is it okay if I go first? And that way, like your topic is last, so we end on like a nice not heavy note yeah are you gonna do your heavy topic first i'm gonna do it second well so third so third yeah okay yeah yeah that's fine okay cool okay megan so this topic is not the hard topic to talk about but this is really simply not gonna be that long of a topic but it is 10 places that humans just simply are not allowed to go to okay all right starting off with number one this one this one starts off so promising and it sounds so much cooler than it kind of turns into be, but okay. also nonetheless, it's still really fucking weird. But uh, yeah, number one, room 39. What the fuck is that? Room 39 is said to be one of the most secret organizations in the world and it was created in the 1970s. It's said to be located in the Workers' Party Building in Pyongyang, North Korea. Yeah, but you said people just aren't allowed to go there. So how is it? how are people not allowed to go there if it's a secret organization of people? So as you can imagine... Okay, hold on. I mean, like, normal people. Oh, okay. Normal people aren't allowed to get... And some of these places, like, really, I guess, like, nobody's allowed to... We'll get into that, okay? We'll get into that. But, yeah, normal people aren't allowed to go to these places. And honestly, I don't even think you can get into North Korea anyway. Like, not as, like, a me or you. We couldn't go to North Korea. That place is shut down. Yeah, I have no In idea. South Korea, you can visit. But anyway, as you can imagine, there's not too much information in this place due to the secret activities that they say happens inside. But it is believed that this room is where they raise funds through some quote-unquote commercial enterprises being both legal and illegal, with these alleged activities ranging from counterfeiting, the sale of gold, drugs, weapons, um, and ultimately it's estimated to contribute $2 billion a year to North Korea. Interesting. It's also said that Room 39 is potentially and most likely behind the counterfeiting of the $100 super bill supernote bills that have been issued out over the world through the decades that's it that's literally all it says there's literally no more information about this fucking room room 39 secret room in pyongyang it's in the workers party building and they do some illegal shit that contributes two billion to north korea every single year allegedly 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 wink wink please if you're listening to this do not come after me i'm just some white boy that podcasts on what the french toast all right i'm sorry okay what's number two the coca-cola vault in atlanta georgia um so the coca-cola recipe has been one of the best kept secrets in the world over the centuries uh and that some say it's up there with victoria's secret <laughs> i added that in there on my own so there we go <laughs> Wow, a comedian. <laughs> well, let's go. We are number, we are on the top 50 in yeah. Lebanon now, so calm down, Megan. Yeah. All right. Um, but the Coca-Cola Museum is in Atlanta, and the recipe is locked in a vault, and there's only a select few people that actually even have access to this vault. 
like i wonder which actually this begs the question and i guarantee you they have but i wonder if some like secret informant for like dr pepper's ever walked in and been like yo here's a hundred thousand like let me let me see that recipe isn't dr pepper part of coca-cola no dr pepper i'm pretty sure is its own thing I'm almost positive Dr. Pepper is not in any way affiliated with Coca-Cola. I'm Googling it. Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi, I don't think is affiliated Pepsi with Coca-Cola. Pepsi is Coke not affiliated. Well, see, because they sell Dr. Pepper where they sell Coca-Cola, but they don't sell Dr. Pepper where they sell Pepsi. Well, I'm pretty sure Dr. Pepper is its own brand started in Texas, is it not? I'm almost positive Dr. Pepper is its own brand. Okay, it is a Texas. distinct, it, it, is, it is its own it's brand. It's its own thing? Let's yeah. go. All right, cool. But I guess, I guess Dr. Pepper and Pepsi have a feud. Because they don't it. sell, they do not sell Dr. Pepper products where they sell Pepsi products, like in a fountain drink capacity. That's funny. Yeah. But they do sell Dr. Pepper where they sell Coca-Cola products. So they're friends, Dr. Pepper and Coke. Yeah, but they're not the same company. They're not. Because wasn't it Rihanna has that contract with Pepsi, so you're not allowed it's, to bring Coke products around Rihanna. Beyonce. Beyonce. Sorry, mm-hmm. my fault. Anyway, so yeah. Um, I guarantee you somebody's probably tried to pay off some like worker in the Coca-Cola building. Like, yo, let me see what, let me, let me get that recipe from you real see, quick. See, I'm just imagining like Plankton and Mr. Krabs. Like. Sure. Ravioli, ravioli, <laughs> give me the formioli. You the know? formioli. Yeah. Let's go, man. <laughs> That's from Spongebob. I know, I, I remember. <laughs> I'm just surprised that you remembered it that clearly. I love Spongebob. Let's go. Um. But anyway, yeah, Coca-Cola Vault. This is fair. This is this is exactly why they don't give some high school kid making like eleven dollars an hour. What for number three? The keys to the vault. No, oh. I'm saying the Coca-Cola vault. Oh it, yeah. It's some informant from Dr. Baby, hey, we'll give you one million to give us that like here, here are the keys. Let's go yeah. all day. <laughs> well, Coca-Cola's yeah. gotta be paying these execs to guard the vault, man. I'm telling you. I'm sure they do. Um, number three. So that, that was just number two, the Coca-Cola vault in Atlanta, Georgia. It's actually in a museum. It's in the Coca-Cola museum, but the recipe is said to actually be inside the museum. It's just locked behind a vault. Who knows what other security There's probably lasers. I imagine like on the movie, you see the sure. lasers. There's probably oh, yeah. something. It's guarded by like a ninja that stands there like from eight to five. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just chilling. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. Number three, Snake Island. I don't even want to go there. So if you couldn't tell by the name, Snake Island is a place that has a lot of snakes on it. I would never go there. It's uh, it's about 100 kilometers off the coast of Sao Paulo, Brazil. And it's said to be a really beautiful island. Um, but unfortunately, it's been really uninhabited now for quite some time due to the fact that there resides anywhere between one and five snakes per square meter on the island. How do they survive? What do they eat? I'm not sure. But also, they're not just regular snakes, okay? They're actually some of the most poisonous snakes in the world, and they're called the golden lancehead vipers. Um, and their venom is so fast-acting, it also... their ven- First of all, that was a weird sentence. Their venom is fast-acting, and also their venom dissolves the flesh around the bite. So the, Basil- the Brazilian government has been like, you know what? Nah. Nobody's going on the island. Fair. Yeah. That's a fair point. If you look it up online, if you look up uh, Snake Island off of Sao Paulo, like off the coast of Sao Paulo, Brazil, it actually is. Like, first of all, Brazil is a gorgeous country, um, but the island is gorgeous. Like, there are really cool pictures of it. But if you also notice, they're all from drones. <laughs> there's like, there's like no photographers. Like, oh yeah, let's get the picture today. There's one fucking snake wrapped around the top of a flagpole. 
How the fuck did he get up there, Megan? That's you see, that's why I never want to go there. Little fucker climbed it. That's what he did. Hard fucking pass. Hard pass. Number four, coming in strong, North Centennial, Andaman, and Nicobar Islands. I'll probably fuck that up. I'm gonna be real honest with you. But uh it's a little island surrounded by mangroves and coral and it's supposed to be beautiful and it's remained almost completely untouched by the outside world and while its geography makes it one of the most isolated places in the world it is also happens to be inhabited by one of the few remaining uncontacted tribes of the world this tribe is referred to as the centennialese uh and they want absolutely nothing to do with the outside world there have been a few encounters with this tribe throughout history, and as you can imagine, none of them have gone very well whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Um, all of these encounters have been met with violence, and unfortunately, in 2006, they would kill two fishermen whose boat washed up on their shore due to the currents in the water in the area. Um, therefore, after the two fishermen were killed, there's now supposed to be a three-mile restriction zone that prevents visitors from entering the island, and the Indian government has abandoned any plans of contact with the tribe due to, A, their violent nature, and B, they say that it's also due to diseases, because it's believed that they possess many diseases that we as the rest of the world know nothing about, because they have been and have remained uncontacted by everyone. Well, alternatively as well, we would have we would illnesses have too, and yeah. diseases that would wipe them out. I mean... Out of all the places in the world that got COVID, they were not one. Well, good for them. <laughs> for real. Um, so, yeah, all things considered, the Indian government has decided to honor their wish of remaining uncontacted. Are you ready for this next one? Sure. Number five, Bangra Fort in India. Now, I probably butchered that too, and I'm 100% sure that I probably did. But for any for that name and any other future names that I butcher in this segment, I would like to apologize. <laughs> But this is a fort in India that was actually once like a really pretty beautiful palace. The fort was built for the ruler's son in 1573, and the population would steadily decrease until about 1783. Um, the reason for the decrease in population, it said that there was a strong famine that would force the villagers still living there to flee the area. And local legends state that the reason for the famine was because it was cursed. Now, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, like, it was cursed. No, there's actually something to that, because it's not allowed for visitation. And according to the Times of India, it's legally, it's legally not allowed for visitation, because it's legally recognized as haunted. Legally? Legally. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the government requires you to have a permit to even be able to visit, but you have to visit before dawn or sundown. Now, if being haunted wasn't bad enough... Animals like tigers and stuff like to also sleep inside the fort and there's zero artificial lighting. So you wander in with your friends because you think it's cool at night trying to film a YouTube video and boom, you get fucked up by a tiger. Okay. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Just don't go there. Um, number six, North Brother Island. Okay. It's in New York. So New York's a pretty popular city, as we all know, and it has millions of visitors each year. But there is a particular corner of New York that is not allowed to be visited at all because all the buildings on North Brother Island are in a severe state of deterioration and nature continues to take the area over every single year. But they were built in 1614. And unfortunately, since the time they were built, they would not go really well. Because from about the 1880s right up until the 1940s, the island and the buildings there on the island would be quarantine sites for people on North Brother Island that all had contag very contagious illnesses and diseases, and because of which the island was abandoned in 1963. Okay. A lot of YouTubers actually do get permission and go on the island and film and record and stuff, which is actually really cool. I've seen multiple YouTubers go on North Brother Island. 
Um, I'm going to have to watch some videos. Yeah. I, dude, I love watching YouTube videos where it's just like, you know, like they go and explore Ben. It's like I was telling you about Adventure Park. Like there's YouTubers that have gone to Adventure Park. I like to watch exploring with Josh. Like he's probably one of my favorites because he goes to so many cool places. Okay. And he has a really, he's got almost what, six or seven million subscribers now, I think. So, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't like act like. He has six or seven million subscribers. He still does the same shit, which I like. Because like a lot of other YouTubers that have, you know, they start getting a lot of subscribers and then they start bringing in other content creators and influencers to go with them. And it stops becoming a serious thing and becomes more playful. But with Exploring with Josh, he continues to make it a serious thing. And he really appreciates like the value of abandoned land. And, you know, he doesn't like to disclose information due to like people that come in and do graffiti and vandalization Mm -hmm. and stuff. That's what I really respect is he like respects the The space. Yeah. It's just somebody that has a love for like abandoned place and respects the space. So yeah. Uh, he did not sponsor this episode, nor do we, I feel like, are famous enough to get him to notice us. But yo, exploring with Josh, if you're listening to this, y'all love your content, man. Keep doing your thing. Um, number seven. This one, this one is fucking insane to me. Because this one I've heard so many, like, conspiracy stories, like, stories about and mm-hmm. all stuff. But the Vatican Secret Archive. Okay. So the Vatican Secret Archive is said to serve as a storage space for numerous documents relating back to the Catholic Church. Some documents go as far back as the 8th century, and it's said that there are old account books. A letter from Michelangelo to Pope Julius II and a letter from Queen Mary of Scots written right before her execution. Interesting. And Martin Luther King's ex, uh, excommunication documents. Are said wow. As well. um, and obviously, like, many, many, many more things. The documents are said to be stored in a locked underground thing, and it's said to have 85 kilometers or 53 miles of shelves, and is forbidden for anyone to enter except for certain people with special permits, and even those people are limited as to what documents they can actually view. People say, like, <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure that at one point I heard it, like, they keep, like, frozen heads and stuff down there, too. Just to kind of go back to the last episode, obviously, these are just theories like who's to say if it's real or not there's some crazy shit happening in the world but the vatican secret archive coming in strong at number seven (laughs) number eight this one is hands down my favorite place on the list for multiple reasons yeah svalbard global seed vault in norway okay so this may again this definitely is my favorite place on the list and it's, it's a very important place for every single person that lives here with us on planet Earth. So this is a vault that contains 100 million seeds from all over the world that will help restoring the planet if something really, really, really bad happens to the vegetation here on Earth. The vault was built in 2008 and is designed to last about 200 years more. And it's designed to withstand explosions, earthquakes, and just for giggles, it's built into the side of a mountain. And it was strategically placed on the side of the mountain that it's built into to be above sea level, just in case somehow all the ice on the planet melted, it's there because if I follow the ice on the planet melted, it would still remain above sea level. Where did you say it was again? Svalbard Global. It's it's in Norway. It's called Svalbard. Great. It's called Svalbard Global Seed Vault in Norway. Okay, but here's the thing. The, the world, something happens and we lose our vegetation. Mm-hmm. We have to make it to Norway. No, Norway has to make it to us. <laughs> well, no, the seeds are in Norway. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. We'll be fucked. We're dead. They're the only ones that survived. Like, if, if somehow, someway, I'm the last person on the planet, and it's my job to restore vegetation so that I am maybe the... Like, okay, I guess I wouldn't be the last person if there's other people. If Wally can do it, 
Well, there's a robot. I don't care. There's probably a robot in there, too. Well, maybe. Listen, there's something. Elon has something to do with this. I guarantee it. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Number nine. Oh, this one's crazy, too. Number nine is Pluto's Gate in Turkey. Uh, Back in ancient times, people would not go into Pluto's Gate in Turkey because they believed it was a very dangerous place and that, quote, nobody could survive there. Uh, A man named Strabo. I believe I probably butchered that too. But a man named Strabo would visit this place and he would write that he he threw sparrows into the Pluto's gate. And as soon as they went into Pluto's gate, they, quote, breathed their last breath. Uh, But then, poor birds, I'm telling you, in 1965, the Pluto's gate reputation would be confirmed by scientists after going on to measure the CO2 concentration and they would discover that at night the temperature decreases and the CO2 becomes heavier than air, therefore causing like this lake type of situation at the bottom of the gate, making it very dangerous and fatal for every living thing that enters. Well, so is Pluto's gate a like a, a arch of rocks or like a, a patch of land? I'm confused. So Pluto's gate is essentially like a little little rockiest cave mm. little rockiest cave uh okay. i did look up pictures of it but yeah it's okay. yeah um last but not least this is actually really this is our fastest topic we're only one minute over yeah because whenever we said we were gonna make this podcast we were like yo 15 minute segments and now all of our segments are 25 minutes long at a minimum at a minimum <laughs> at a minimum yeah um number 10 fort knox uh, okay, I've heard of that one. Yeah. That's the only one of these that I've, I've heard of. <laughs> like a good bit of us have heard of at least like the saying tougher than Fort Knox or something like that. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Fort Knox is home to the bigger half of the U.S. gold reserves. The building has a ton of se- insane security measures that blew my mind. Hopefully it'll blow yours too. But the building itself is made of concrete lined granite and it's reinforced by steel, making it almost immune to any attack from the outside world whatsoever. But also Fort Knox is so secure that none of the staff members can actually get into the vault by themselves. Each staff member contains a code to one of the vaults. And so to enter the vault completely would be absolutely impossible without a combined team effort from every single staff member involved. Interesting. So you better hope that if there is an attack, Carl doesn't get taken out. Because without Carl, you can't get in there, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. Carl had it in his mind. He didn't write it down on the piece of paper. (laughs) nobody's getting in (laughs) well that's interesting they divided it up between all those yeah that's what i'm saying you gotta you really like because it takes like trusting your coworkers to a whole new level yeah sure because imagine having a bad day with like tiffany and you're like tiffany's like i'm not getting in the vault today you're like tiffany we can't do this right now boss is outside (laughs) like you actually are required for this i can't do your job for you today But anyway, yeah, that's the top 10 places that most people, normal people, are not allowed to visit in the world. Ta-da! Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing. No, thanks for listening, Megs. It's literally your job, but I still appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here. I do what I can. What'd you think of it? I thought it was great. Oh, God. Here I was, nervous that I didn't But my next topic is better. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Then. We'll see what the people in Lebanon have to say about that. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler man, and Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, 
Go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email at WTFTPod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. Woo. All right, Megan, Skyler, back to you. <laughs> All right. You ready for my superior topic? Um, let's, Megan, I'm the most ready for your superior topic, okay. as always. So, have you ever heard of the no. Reddit thread called Am I the Asshole? I actually, I said no preemptively, but no, I haven't heard of that. Well, Am I the Asshole is a subreddit that allows people to share stories of things that have happened to them, basically looking for reassurance that they are not the asshole in the situation. Or that they are the asshole in the situation, right? Okay. So I have carefully compiled. Cleverly compiled. Carefully. Okay. Carefully compiled a few um, that I'm going to read to you, and we can discuss if these people are or are not the asshole. Absolutely, Megan. <laughs> Let's. I feel like there's this, because I've, I've definitely been told by somebody, if you have to ask if you're the asshole, you're the asshole. Yeah. I'm ready to prove them wrong right now. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it's a weird situation. I don't have names for any of these people, so it's going to be read in first person as they were written. Okay. Okay. Um, it'll be pretty conversational, I guess. It's all opinionated. Let's go. Right? All day. Yeah. Um, and they're not necessarily funny, but they are interesting. Okay. Okay. Just as a preemptive thing. If you're wanting funny stories, I guess you could argue some of them are kind of funny, but for the most part, it's just... I'm about to make it funny. Let's go. Interesting stories, and I'm like, hmm, are they the asshole? Okay. Okay. First one. Okay, well, they have titles. Do you want me to read? The title is like, am I the asshole for blah, blah, blah. Like kind of a short, like too long, didn't read type nah, of thing. I don't think you need to read okay. the title. I think we'll get it from the, the excerpt. Yeah. Okay, cool. Last 2021. Don't know what that means. Last, have we had more than one 20? Yeah, you're the asshole. Just based <laughs> off of the first comment. <laughs> Last 2021, I, female 29, opened a restaurant in a different city and asked my brother, male 35, to help me improve a pasta recipe. He is currently running my parents' restaurant, so of course I didn't think much of it because I'm also my parents' daughter. Oh. He didn't respond to my messages until one day I received a long message from him stating all his hard work and that eventually we'd be competitors. Never did I think he would decline because I'm still part owner of that family business and stated he would not give me what he, and stated he would not give me what he worked so hard for. My parents didn't really make a big deal out of it and defended him even. Well, I, at least I know where I stand in the family. Two years have passed and I, my business is evidently stable. No thanks to them. Now he, my brother is opening a new restaurant. And given that I'm the architect in the family, they are now asking me to design for free to help my older brother build his Absolutely restaurant. Absolutely not. But since he declined my simple request last time, am I the asshole for declining his request now? Please enlighten me. Absolutely not. No, there's no fucking way. She's not the asshole. I mean, I think it's a little petty, right? Because a pasta recipe compared to designing an entire restaurant, those are two very different things. But I don't think that they're an asshole because it's fair point. Like, he could have helped her out. And designing a restaurant is not an easy feat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to do it for free? Hear me, but okay. Here, sure. To do it for free? 
Absolutely not. Because like what happens to every other person that doesn't have an architect in the family, they go to a fucking architect and they get their own fucking restaurant design. Exactly. And especially when her as a 20, first of all, props to you. I'm 25. Props to you for being 29 and owning a business. Like good on you. Apparently a couple different ones. <laughs> yeah. Like you're killing it. Good job. Like I hope your businesses succeed and thrive and flourish. And I hope you do well. Just wanted to put it out there. But that aside, no, like I don't think you're the asshole because and maybe I'm just biased because like growing up my entire life, like my family, including my siblings, and I have multiple sisters, none of my sisters, not like it was, a, I was like, I guess I grew up in like a weird situation because mm-hmm. like none of my sisters and me are even like, we don't talk anymore. Right. Sure. Like, and that's not because we've had falling outs or anything. It's just like the life relationship. Happens. Yeah. Like yeah. life happens. And, but with that being said, if my sister was to call me and be like, Hey, help me with something yada 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 like i might say yes but if that same sister and i started a business and it's like okay now i'm 50 percent relying on you to help this business go smoothly mm-hmm. and you say no fuck you at some point like love you sis but i'm good i'm done i'm starting my own business good luck competing with me yeah no fuck you Like, cool, great, congratulations. Like, you're still my brother. You're still my sister. Like, I still love you. You're still my family at the end of the day. But we're competitors. And I've got to watch out for me. Like, I've got to make sure that Competitors as in, like, in this situation, wow, a plate of spaghetti is going to ruin your business. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why he declined her request. Because they're going to be competing restaurants. And he doesn't want to help with a pasta recipe. Sure. Like. It's a little weird, yeah. Like it's not the a, a plate of pasta is not gonna make or break your restaurant. True. Like I guess yeah, theoretically, like he should have just said yeah, let me give you this recipe or something. Yeah. So I don't think that they're the that she's an asshole for because yeah, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I just I don't think she's an asshole for not wanting to design the restaurant. They're competitors. Right. <laughs> that's that. That's his words. Those are his words. Right? Yeah. Because like you could have taken it the avenue of like yo brother sister supporting each other in business like yo listen hey like we're full but a b restaurant down the road i know is like not doesn't have a wait it's a saturday night like go there same food same type of thing like we're good but no you chose to be a dick and say we're competitors i'm not gonna help you but oh now all of a sudden you expect i expect you to help me ain't no fucking way yeah fuck that after you went to like architect school and stuff right like, you put in the time. I don't owe I don't owe you anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think she's the asshole for that. Okay. Well, here's another one. My 27 male, now ex-boyfriend, broke up with me because I, 29 female, decided to buy myself a nice handbag when I never offered to pay for his upcoming vacation. To add insult to injury, this was a week before my end of medical residency exam, so he couldn't just wait a week to break up. I earn more than him, but I do work a lot more hours and have a job with more responsibility. He works at the post office. When I said he could have waited a week to break up with me after the final exam, he said my job wasn't more important than his, so it would be equally hard for both of us. He accused me of being greedy and not paying for enough things for him when I could. For context, he lives in my house, I pay all the bills, and it is, it is March and I've already paid for two flights for him. I think he is entitled and sometimes it feels like he deliberately tries to undermine my confidence. I tell him that if I were to pay for more of his things, I would feel used. What if what I give him never seems to be enough? He seems so angry and bitter. It is strange. Sometimes I feel like he would 
prefer for things to go well for me professionally, even though, or go less well for me professionally, even though he benefits from my earnings. He says his friends' girlfriends pay for them all the time and that I am arrogant and not a generous person. So am I the asshole for not offering to buy my or to buy a vacation for my boyfriend and buying a bag for myself instead? No, absolutely not. I agree. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's a lot to unpack in that, but they broke up. So first and foremost, like... Well, he broke up with her. Yeah, after because the, after she bought the handbag and didn't pay for his vacation. Well, that tells you why I was in the relationship anyway. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually give a shit. Like, I don't know. Here's my thing. Like, I can't speak on that. But, like, your job's not more important than mine. No. But you work at a post office. Your girl just finished a medical residency. Uh, yeah, That bitch right. saves people. Yeah. You might not be more important, but it sure as the hell it was a lot more stressful. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I think that if you bring up the importance of a job, that's just, I, that, that actually kind of irritates me. Because, like, no, like, everybody has their own function in society. Like, post office, postal workers are still extremely important. Yeah. And they serve their purpose. Absolutely. But you shouldn't make it a competition. Like, you're pissed and you just made it a competition in and of yourself. So that's stupid. Also, you, like... The fact that he was like, yeah, you should have bought me a vacation. I'm mad that you bought yourself a handbag. Yo, dog, she worked her ass off. Do you know Mm -hmm. how intense it is to finish a medical residency? Absolutely not. Like, you you want a vacation? Big boy. You have a postal job. You work for the government. Put your money away and buy your own vacation. Yeah. Like... What the fuck? Like you can't ex- that. That's what irritates me the most is the fact that he expected it. He expected her to buy him. Like if anything, she's an asshole for not breaking up with him and sooner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should have broken up with him first. First, yeah. Yeah. Well, you want another one? Yes. Okay. My boyfriend, thirty-nine male, and I, thirty-one female, live together. He makes five times what I make. We split the rent sixty forty, with me paying sixty. We pay for our own cars and our other shopping expenses, and he takes care of all travel, which three times a month, and food expenses. He loves to travel and stay at nice hotels. When I wanted to travel to a specific place, he asked me to buy my own ticket, which is fine, since it's a place that I wanted to go to. So I chipped in for a ticket so we could visit my family. He wanted to fly first class, so he paid the rest. That was the only time I asked to travel somewhere. The rest were were places he wanted to go to. Now, I want to go back home for like seven days. It's a bit far, and I've been away for two years. I went back a few times, but usually could only afford to stay one or two days since it's so far, which is obviously way too short to see family. I asked him about going, and he initially said no, which I responded with, well, I'm going to go. My mom is going to buy my ticket. Then he said, okay. Usually, when I visit home, I obviously just stay home with my mom and my brother for free. They live in a small one-bedroom. He asked where we were going to stay and asked me to pitch in for a hotel. I told him that that's going to be difficult since I don't have any money and my mom isn't going to give me money for a hotel. He usually wants to stay at two or $300 per night hotels, so seven nights, that's at least 1K. I offered my friend's house. She has a guest bedroom for free, but he said he's uncomfortable with that. And I told him I wasn't sure on what I can do because I can't afford to pitch in for a hotel. He got really upset with me and brought up all the trips and all the money he spent in the six months we've been together. He accused me of making him feel like crap and that my priority was only to go home and not spend any time with him. He said he always makes sure that we have a hotel together and that it's wrong for me to not make sure that he also has a place to stay. Am I the asshole here? See, this is like a difficult, right? This is a weird one. For all these stories too, right? There are always three sides to every story. Yeah. There's your side my side and like the truth right because mm-hmm. typically your side and my side are always some sort of variation but maybe not completely and entirely the truth right sure. 
So there are three sides to every story. Given her side, speaking on, again, just speaking on the one side that I've heard of each of these stories, no, like, I don't think she's the asshole. I kind of think she is. You think so? I don't think she's an asshole for wanting to go home and visit her family. But I do think that if her family lives in a one-bedroom apartment, or a one-bedroom place, yeah, and it's her and her brother and her mom already in that, like, or it's her mom and her brother already there, and she's going to go stay there, and now she's going to bring her boyfriend, too, in a one-bedroom place... That's a lot. No, that now, is now, a granted, lot. Yeah. she came up with an alternative to go stay at a friend's in, in their guest bedroom, and that at least she at least considered that and try and asked a friend. I'm assuming if it was okay. Sure. So at least she considered that. Other than like, but I can see why he would think she's an asshole because it's like, hey man, like, yeah, where am I gonna stay? This is like in your parents' one bedroom apartment. That's right. gonna be pretty difficult to manage for seven days. That's a long time to be like crammed into a small space like that sure with three other people including his girlfriend sure no i mean i agree with that but also like but i don't think she's an asshole for not wanting to or not having the money to spend that's what i'm saying like it's circumstantial because did she say hey i'm going to go spend some time with my family like that's not a thing like unless i unless it was like a her thing saying like yo i want you to come with me Mm -hmm. then I don't need to go on every trip with you. Like if I'm your boyfriend or whatever, like I don't need to go on every trip with you. Yo, go have fun with your family. You deserve Mm -hmm. it. Go take some time. See your mom, see your brother, see your old friends. Like you do you, yo, I'm going to be here. I'm going to go to work. Like I'm going to do my thing. And then when I see you a week later, it's going to be even better because I haven't seen you in seven days and it's going to be fine. If it was a situation in which she said, Hey, but I want you to come with me. Then yeah. Like perhaps make preparations in which case, like, yeah, you have to also take into account, and on both sides of this, it's just understanding and communication. Yeah. If I don't have any money, I don't have any money. But also, if you don't have any money, perhaps you should save up a little bit more for this particular trip that you want to take. Yeah. Right? Like, maybe you should have put some money away. As him making five times more, clearly it's been proven that she can afford trips in the past. So, if she's proven it, you guys have been in a relationship for how long? Maybe. This is just... In- well, she said six months. Oh, six months? Yeah. In the six months they've been together... He brought up all the trips and stuff that he spent money on. Yeah, but that's but you... the thing is if he's if if he's making that much more, I mean, it seems to me like it's like okay, you like to travel, you want to go, go, and pay for your shit. Like you're in a relationship together. It doesn't have to be that complicated. If you want to be a part of that trip with them, then go and pay for your part of whatever you want to pay for. If you want to buy a hotel room, buy a fucking hotel room. You know, I just don't think it's enough. Like, that seems like a really inadequate thing to get into a relationship about. I think that they're both, I think they're both assholes. Yeah. Because I think, like, if you already know you make that, like, significantly, I mean, that's a significant amount more to make than someone. Five times, you know? Five times, yeah. I five times the amount of what someone makes. Yeah. If that is something that comes up, and you've obviously already been on multiple trips together, I feel like you should already kind of have a dynamic worked out and you shouldn't be holding against the other person. The fact that you're the one who likes to take multiple trips every month and you're the one who pays for it. Does that make sense? Like you're the one who has the money to pay for it. So why is it her fault that you're the one who's voluntarily taking multiple trips a month and expecting her to pay her own way? And if that is the case and she did pay her own way on those trips that you wanted to take, yo, maybe flip the bill once right like pay your own oh yeah i guess he always pays his own way but like (laughs) i mean again i just feel like that's a really dumb thing to get in an argument over 
Yeah, it just seems like it's more complicated than it needs to be. But also, right. they haven't even been together for that long. Six months. I mean, that's a lo- that's a decent amount of time. But, sure. like, also, like, and you're already fighting about how much money you make. And it's obvious that both of you are kind of already holding it over each other's head. Right. How much money one is spending versus the other or whatever the case is. That's only going to cause further problems down the road. I've, so, I think they're both assholes. I, speaking, like, thinking about this from, like, my context, dude, I've, I've paid for vacations for people. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and at the, like, I wasn't in a relationship with these people and I did it just cause like I was a friend granted. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think it's dumb, but yeah. that's repetitive. Cause well, I've said that three times. Like I said, I think they're both the assholes yeah. in the situation and both for different, for different reasons. Here's the next one. I, 33 male, have been married to my wife for three years. My wife is currently pregnant for the first time and is having twins. We were having a bonfire one night with our group of friends who are other married couples. Our one friend, Sam, had said how with our last pregnancy, she had accidents and she thinks it's the age. And our other friend, Rhonda, agreed. I joined in and laughed and said, must be because my wife just had experienced her share of them too. Backstory, my wife was driving home from a grocery shopping and couldn't hold it. She had an accident and she was very embarrassed, but we had a good laugh together about it. I thought it was fine because her and I laughed and these other, or, and these were other women we were talking to. My wife immediately got upset with me and she said, trying, she said, try having two babies sit on your bladder. She was off for the rest of the bonfire. When we got home, we got into a big argument about how I embarrassed her and ruined her life. I feel bad and I was just joking, but am I the asshole for telling our friends that my, my wife wet herself? Yes, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah. You're the absolute asshole. If she had brought it up, it would have been different. Absolutely. Yeah. But you brought it up for her. That's a really personal part too. Like, like, yeah, dog, like don't, that's one thing I will say. Yeah. You're the asshole for that. Cause it, it's not, yeah, it's not your body. It's not your bladder. Yeah. Right. Like. And also, it's not their business. I also think she's pregnant currently. Yeah. So if, if it was maybe like after she'd already had the babies and things were like going smoothly and then you brought it up, it might not have been as big of a like sting to her, right? But she's pregnant. Her hormones are going crazy and it's embarrassing to have an accident on yourself anyways, even if it's because you're pregnant. 100%. You know? And so then your husband brings it up and... Now, in front of your friends that you have to yeah. continue to see, like, if I wanted them to know, I would have said something. There's a reason I wasn't saying anything. And it's also continuously frustrating that they went in and had a really big argument, as he stated. Like, what, you just arguing with her? Like, you're mad at her because she's mad that you told her friend something that you told yeah. her, she told you in confidence about something personal. You really don't get to be mad. Yeah. Nor do you get to argue. It's not your body and it's not their business sure it is now because you said it to them you told them you made it their business yeah i don't he he's the asshole for that and then he's a bigger asshole because they got into a big argument over it and he refused to understand where she was coming from yeah here's another one my son five is a very sensitive kid you tell him no for anything and he throws a tantrum even if it's a simple no we can't go that way let's go this way and has not been behaving lately but my husband and i both 28 have agreed that for the first time he went to the zoo both of us would be present a cute little family outing for the very first trip reasonable now here's where i'm told i'm the asshole my father-in-law wants to take my son to the zoo with his friends and their grandkids while knowing that we really want his first trip to the zoo to be with both of us present and i said that if we can both make it then sure 
Well, he wants to go on a work day where I won't be able to make it, but my husband can. So I said, no, now I'm being treated like I'm the asshole because my son will be missing out on a trip to the zoo and experience with other kids older than him. I don't think it's a first that my husband or I should miss out on. I even suggested we can all to go together on a weekend for his first zoo trip and got an it'll be too late by then response. Am I really the asshole for this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't speak for the like the first experiences, but I do have like my best friend has a kid and getting to be a part of some of the first things that he's Mm -hmm. done has been awesome. It's important. Yeah. You know? And so like when I like got to hear his first word, when I got to watch him take his first steps, when he crawled for the first time, like those things, he's not even my kid. And I'm like in tears. Right. Sure. So like, it makes sense that you'd want to be a part of something like exciting. Also like, I want to go to the fucking zoo. Yeah. It's a good time. Like, like, I don't, I don't see. Like I want to see the fucking elephant's father-in-law. I see no mistakes. <laughs> I see no mistakes. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think she is. Yeah. And I think it's fair. Like you have to set boundaries when you're a parent. Yeah, you do for sure. Oh, it's, yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah. I mean, again, I don't have a kid either, but I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> That's a short one. No, you're not the asshole, ma'am. You're not. Here's, here's the last one. Okay. I, 18 female, have recently started my first full-time job. I still live at home and pay $300 fortnightly. I don't know what that means. For rent. I also pay for all my other necessities myself, like like my phone bill and hygiene products. My family has been very poor my whole life. As my mom, 44 female, is a single mom who studies full-time looking after four, four or five children. I have a slight shopping addiction, as a lot of girls my age do. And at least once a week, some sort of package or food order is showing up on our doorstep. Today, a new pair of jeans, around $150, arrived as I was in desperate need for a new pair and I've outgrown my old ones. And my mom blew up at me. Mm-hmm. She called me selfish, insensitive, and that she's ashamed I am her daughter. Bam. Telling me that I should think about how much it makes her feel when I buy expe- excessive amounts of clothes when she can barely afford to heat the house in wintertime. So, am mm-hmm. I the asshole for not offering to pay more rent and help more with my family of sixes bills or is she insane for asking me to stop my spending my hard money on things that I want there's an edit okay just for a bit more context the jeans were a nice pair of blue Levi's jeans that should last me forever as they're good quality which is why they were so expensive this is in Austrian dollars as well people who say I'm flaunting my money I'd like to specify that when I'm at work I'm at work when the packages come, so my mom will take them in. I have not asked her to do this, and she or my sisters will always ask what it is or try it on and how much it is. Addressing the shopping addiction as well, I have a long list of mental health issues, which I think contribute greatly to the addiction, but I'm trying to get it under control. I don't think you're an asshole because you want to spend your money. I think you're an asshole because you also are just refusing to understand where your mom's coming from. As a single mother, it is difficult to raise kids. Mm -hmm. And especially in today's day and age, it's fucking hard and things are expensive and it can be so demeaning and exhausting whenever you are trying and trying and trying and you are still coming up short and struggling to put food on the table. And I think that a hundred and fifty dollar pair of jeans, they might be nice, but they're, that that might be a bit excessive. Well, it's Austrian dollars. So thinking about that, I don't know what the, like conversion is sure like but still like in relative like that's still i'm assuming a good chunk of money i would assume like yeah like but my yeah i don't know anyways i think that uh no i don't think you're an asshole because you want to spend your hard-earned money i think matter of fact i don't think you're an asshole at all i get it we've all been there like everybody like i make my own money i think that perhaps if you're not the oldest sibling your mother should be asking 
from the other siblings that live there, maybe a little bit more help as well. Yeah. Or, or maybe, I mean, if you, you, you acknowledge that your family is poor, that your mom is struggling and you have a large family, it sounds like. Yeah. Maybe there's a way for you to still be able to shop for whatever you want, but maybe you can just add a cup, like an extra hundred bucks onto what you give your mom each month. Budget a little bit more. You know, and then you know? Th- yeah. that unfortunately takes a hundred bucks from what you're able to spend, but it would help your mom out a little bit. Sure. I agree. You know, and, but still you'd be able to, you know, spend money on whatever you want. If you have $150 minimum extra each month, give her an extra 50 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like. Hey, can we go back to the one where it was like the trips? Yeah. Can you read that again? Sure. I can read it again. If y'all want to just, just the beginning, just like, is there a part in there? They said they lived together. Maybe don't read it again. I'll ask my question. Cause I was thinking about this a second ago. They lived together. And they split the bill 60-40, him making five times more, and she pays 60 okay. while he pays well, let me 40? read. let me reread that part. Okay. So, my boyfriend, 39 male, and I, 31 female, live together. He makes five times what I make. We split the rent 60-40, me, in parentheses. So, I assume that that means she pays the 60, right? And then what does it say after that? We pay for our own cars and other shopping expenses. He takes care of all travel three times a month and food expenses. He loves to travel and stay at nice hotels. He takes care of all travel three times a month and food expenses. Ben, then the deal is. But they're all places he wants to go to. That's what she says later in the, the thing. Then, and given that information, yes, he's the asshole. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, if you make five times more than your girl. And the thing is, is like, dog, yeah, like. I make five times more and she pays 60% of the rent while I'll pay, like while I pay 40 and I pay all travel expenses and she just wants to go see her family and you're refusing to, yeah, fuck you're the asshole. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Fair, fair points to both of those. Anyway. All right. That was a good topic. I hope you enjoyed it. It was, I I thought it would be kind of interesting just to get our opinions on the situation and see what we thought about if some people were assholes or not. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, that was a good, I actually really enjoyed that. That was a good topic. Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. All right, well, let's move on then. Let's get it done. So I try to do a good job of keeping my emotions at bay and kind of neutral as I do these podcast topics, right? Uh That being said, this podcast topic, at least for me, pisses me absolutely the fuck off. And there are going to be times in this and where you hear that I'm fucking mad. Okay. Okay. Now also trigger warning for those of you. Oh, you have a trigger. I warning. I have a trigger warning for those of you that don't want to hear about murder and rape and violence and just being mad, perhaps skip ahead. Cause this, this has the potential to be kind of heavy. I'm going to do my best to not make it as heavy. Okay. Okay. But, there will be a topic after this, so skip ahead 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. People that have been wrongfully convicted. Okay. All right. I can see how that would piss you off. <laughs> On January 26, 2017, a man named Robert Jones was exonerated of four separate crimes that he'd been charged with. The crimes would include rape, kidnapping, robbery, and manslaughter. Mm-hmm. What would ultimately lead Mr. Jones would what would ultimately lead to Mr. Jones's arrest is it would be a combination of things, right? It was a combination of mistaken witness identification, perjury, misconduct by police and prosecutors, which seems to be more and more common as we hear about these stories, and 
ultimately, this is what pisses me off the fucking most. A false accusation by none other than the actual fucking person that committed these crimes. Wow. That being said, Robert Jones was the man that was charged with these crimes. Lester Jones was the man who had committed these crimes. No relation. No relation. They just happened to have the same last name. Right. But Lester Jones would go on to tell the police that he knew, from what I understand, from what I understand, Lester Jones would go on to tell the police that he knew Robert Jones. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, Robert told me he committed these crimes. Boom. Hearsay. Let's fucking go arrest him. Right. But more importantly, and this is what kind of threw me for a loop with this for a second. Right. The murder that Robert Jones was charged with with was the murder of a British tourist by way of fatal shooting, right? Officials would say that that act, the the shooting of a fatal, the shooting, the fatal shooting of a British tourist, that act was separate from the robbery, from the rape, and from the other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That was not part of it, but... They would say this because of the actual connections between the kidnapping and rape victims, right? That, again, Robert Jones would go on to be charged with. Police, for some fucking reason, for some stupid ass reason, police showed the rape victim a photo array containing their list of suspects for the murder case. That again, they would go on to say has nothing to do with the rape case. But for some reason, police would go to show the rape victim that has just been through an intense amount of trauma. Yeah. A photo array of the victims or the suspects, or the suspects mm-hmm. that they had in mind for the for the sh- for the for the shooting and they would just say hey listen we know this has nothing to do with the case that we're we're looking into you for but who do you think did it out of these guys and so the rape victim would go on and pick Robert Jones and her and her husband would go on to pick Mr. Jones out of a lineup but the crazy thing is is while Mr. Jones was detained and in custody for this the crime spree would continue to go on for a good little bit while Mr. Robert Jones was in jail while Mr. Robert Jones was in jail and that that act of oh the crime spree still going on that's something that for the most part for a long time officials and police just ignored like okay hey we got the right guy yes it's still happening yes these cases are still connected with one another but it's fine it's no big deal we got the right guy you fucking idiots you don't have the yeah, right guy that didn't make them even just like question it a little bit like you arrested him off of hearsay and some fake ass fucking oh yeah it was him we don't know who it was this wasn't even connected to your case why the fuck are we having a rape victim that has already been through an intense amount of trauma pick a person out of a lineup that had nothing to do with her case. Yeah, seriously. That pisses me off, right? But it was also stated in the investigation that police actually found no actual legitimate evidence whatsoever linking Mr. Robert Jones to any of the crimes that he was on trial for. And other victims did not identify Mr. Robert Jones, including victims of the actual shooting. Witnesses around the area would say that he wasn't there, that it was not him. But police ignored all of that shit and arrested him based off of, oh, Lester Jones said it must have been him. And boom, right? Some somebody else said, oh, it was him out of lineup. It had nothing to do with the case. Oh, it pisses me off. But earlier I said that a false accusation by the actual perpetrator would lead to the arrest for Mr. Jones. And that's what it is, right? A man named Lester Jones, again, went to the police and said, from what I understand, hey, I know this guy. He said he did it. Even though no evidence was related to Robert Jones about any of these crimes, that's what made them set their sights on Robert Jones initially. 
But at some point, while Robert Jones was still in prison and the crime spree were, the crime sprees were continuing to happen, the police would find a car that A, had been used in every crime committed, and B, was continuously being used in every crime committed. Police would find that car, and they would trace it all the way back to who? Lester Jones, right? So they would arrest Lester Jones, and they would find sufficient enough evidence leaking Lester Jones in this car to all, every single wow. one of the crimes that had been committed, right? Mm-hmm. Sufficient evidence, by the way, being A, the car, the gun used in the murder that Robert Jones was convicted of, uh, and stolen property from the victims, all in Lester Jones's So all possession. the evidence that they were lacking in Robert Jones's case, every they single found oh with my Lester God. Jones. Despite the arrest of Lester Jones and the victim stating that there was only one assailant whatsoever, Robert Jones would still be charged with the rape and a role in the murder. Lester Jones was convicted of the murder and some of the later robberies, but not all of the robberies. And unfortunately, Robert Jones was also convicted. But what he was convicted with was an automatic sentence of life without parole. Wow. Um, the prosecutor would then go on to talk Robert Jones into a plea deal on the remaining charges because he was still being charged, even though he was, no evidence was leaking him to it. Yeah. He was completely free. All the evidence was in Lester Jones's possession. And here's the thing in the trial, Lester Jones would state that he never even knew Robert Jones, but that was information withheld from the trial. From Robert Jones's trial. From Robert trial. Jones's yeah. trial. They would go on. and So essentially, Lester Jones said he was lying by way of saying, I actually don't know Robert Jones at all. And they kept that information from the actual trial. Interesting. But um, fortunately, INPO, which is the Innocence Project New Orleans, they began to investigate Robert Jones's case in late 2009. And they started litigating the case in 2010. They had actually previously tried to help him discover missing DNA evidence that didn't make it to the trial either. Wow. Um, INPO, again, the Innocence Project New Orleans, would would then go on to find new evidence on the case that was, once again, withheld by the state at the trial. And ultimately, the evidence that INPO would go on to find was enough for the court to grant Robert Jones a new trial in the rape case. And ultimately, they would spend several years going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But on January 26, 2017, which, by the way, was Robert Jones's 41st birthday, he would be cleared completely of all charges, and he addressed the court by saying, and I quote, Today is not only my birthday, but today is a day of justice. This is what I have stood on for many years. I have stood on my innocence. I've stood on my truth, my confidence, and justice. And then Robert Jones simply would turn around, and he would simply walk out of the courtroom, being completely free for the first time in 23 years, 7 months, and 3 days. Wow. Wrongfully convicted. Mi- fucking evidence didn't make it to court. The police fucking kept evidence from court. There was no evidence linking him to the crimes whatsoever. And honestly, there was no reason Robert Jones should have A, been arrested in the first place, and then B, kept there for years. 23 years, seven months, and three days was how long he was arrested. He he missed out on 23 years of his fucking life mm-hmm. because our justice system fucking failed him. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like they had actually already caught and convicted someone else of the same crimes that Robert Jones was sitting in prison for. Yeah. Like, I don't know the, the time lapse, like the, the, the parts that overlap, but it, that's what it sounds like, yeah. right? Because they did catch Lester Jones and he went to trial. They, yeah. Yeah. And he was found with all the evidence. So first and foremost, there was no already no evidence linking Robert Jones to the crime. But then when they found Lester Jones and found all the evidence in his car linking him to it, 
and found the memorandum saying, oh, yeah, I actually don't fucking know Robert Jones whatsoever. Like I had previously fucking stated that I did. They just kept an innocent man sitting there. And what's crazy when I didn't put in this thing, they tried to keep him in jail. Like when they were, when IMPO and they were going back and forth. They don't want to admit that they made a a major mistake. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll get into that aspect of fucking in a fucking second. Randy Steidel spent 17 years in Illinois prisons. 12 of those years he was on death row, fortunately, before being exonerated in 2004. He was wrongfully convicted and sentenced to death for the 1986 murders of Dyke and Karen Rhodes. To me, what's most uncomfortable about this particular case... An Illinois state police investigation in 2000 found that the local officials had, quote, severely botched their investigation and, quote, the case was riddled with political corruption that led all the way up to the fucking governor's office. Fucking wasn't, quote, everything else was, quote. Oh. <laughs> um, when Randy was initially questioned about the 1986 murders of the newly wedded couple, the Rhodes couple, he would fully cooperate with police. He had said he had nothing to hide and he gave a detailed and cooperated alibi for the night of the murders. So as you can imagine, it was a shock when him and his friend were arrested. Out of the blue, they were arrested, they were tried, they were convicted and sentenced to death all within 90 days. Wow. So the police said, it's him, fuck him up. They did no information, no research on anyone else whatsoever relating to this topic. They looked at Randy and they said, it's fucking him, let's get him, right? Wow. When Randy, yeah, so Randy had, uh, unfortunately, Randy had poor legal representation and and witnesses would fabricate evidence against him due to police misconduct. Another investigation by the Illinois State Police in 2003 had proved that local law enforcement and prosecutors had framed Randy and the federal judge would overturn his conviction and order a new trial. The state in, the state reinvestigated investigated the case. So yeah, the state would reinvestigate the case and they fa- they would test a new DNA, not new DNA, just DNA that was fucking kept from the case yeah. the first time, and found again no link to Randy whatsoever. And he was essentially he was uh, released from prison on May twenty eighth, two thousand and four. That's wild. Just ridiculous. That they took so many years away from these people when they just didn't even investigate things in the proper way. They even place. said like local law enforcement, or how was it? investigation by the Illinois State Police in 2003 had proved that law enforcement and prosecutors had framed Randy and it was a was it they say corruption that went all the way up to the fucking mayor's office governor I think is the governor's office Mm -hmm. yeah dude that's ridiculous like they didn't say like I don't know if Randy was like finding out some information you shouldn't have found out like I'm not sure what made them target Randy yeah but they fucked his life up because essentially because they could what's the most infuriating about this right is is obviously there have been a lot of studies done on why wrongful convictions happen people do studies on why wrongful convictions happen for a living and this is what they found out right more than half of all wrongfully wrongful convictions more than half of all wrongful convictions can be traced to witnesses who lied or made false accusations um, in 2018, a recorded number of exonerations were due to misconduct by government officials. Other cases are due to mistaken eyewitness identifications, uh, false or misleading forensics, and uh, jailhouse informants. Mm-hmm. 
many innocent people have been wrongfully convicted because of errors in the forensic or, again, just flat-out fabricated results. For example, in 2015, Anthony Ray Hinton uh, had spent 30 years on Alabama's death row after being wrongfully convicted of a capital murder based on faulty based on a faulty bullet match. Uh, or Benihana Dandridge spent 20 years in prison after being wrongfully convicted of an incorrect fingerprint match. They also say that inadequate lawyers are a massive, massive problem because they are too overworked and far too underfunded and also just severely lack resources required to be able to test the prosecution's evidence at trial. And unfortunately, people that are wrongfully convicted and imprisoned have no right to counsel after their cases are affirmed on direct appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say that perhaps the biggest reason for this is that counties, states, and federal governments all have different rules and policies about preserving evidence and providing access to testing that could prove that could prove the incarcerated person's innocence. Because even when the incarcerated people had managed somehow to find evidence proving that they are in fact innocent beyond a shadow of a doubt, police and prosecutors often refuse to re-examine the evidence because they don't want to reopen the case. And they're just allowed to do that. Also, police, prosecutors, and judges are not held accountable for the misconduct that leads to wrongful convictions, such as the fabricating of evidence, presenting false testimony, or refusing to even consider proof of innocence. Immunity laws protect them from liability, even in cases of gross gross misconduct. That's disappointing. Furthermore, the prosecutors also cannot help be held liable for falsifying evidence, coercing witnesses, or presenting false testimony, nor can they be held responsible for withholding evidence or using illegally seized evidence at court. Wow. So it's Just, frustrating. Yeah, super frustrating. Just more reasons why the U.S. needs to really reevaluate its judicial, judicial system. On a, like, local and federal level. Yeah. So, like, that's uh, the fact that I've been able to sit here and just pull so many names off of the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've pulled out four names just in this research. Um, it's, it's, it's alarming and, quite frankly, it's infuriating. I feel, I obviously feel deeply for the ones that have spent so many unfortunate years of their life locked up in prison and had to miss out on their life, seeing their kids grow up, seeing their grandkids, missing families, missing family deaths, missing birthdays, weddings, anniversaries, or honestly just being outcasted from their family because the rest of the world thought they were a criminal because the police or the judicial system just decided today that they were going to be a fucking criminal with no fucking proof to back it up. Mm-hmm. I feel deeply sorry for those that are still incarcerated for crimes that they did not commit. And I hope that with every fiber of my fucking being that they get released from prison and they try to at least get some of their time back. Most of all, I, uh, I, I, I deeply regret those that have already lost their life due to wrongful convictions and those that will go on to lose their life from the wrongful convictions. Um, I hope that the wrong somehow has a, or before the wrong has, has a chance to be undone. I feel great sorrow in the fact that the very system that was created to put criminals away and was meant for the safety of the citizens has become so corrupt and is now used as an evil for certain people's lives. As, and as an American citizen that lives under the same set of laws and rules, I am deeply sorry for the same system that we are taught to obey, abide by, and trust all of our lives. I'm sorry that it's become the very system that's let so many of us down. And I am more sorry that those that had these wrongdoings done. I'm so, I, uh, you know, I'm sorry that those that have done these wrongdoings, the, the judicial system, the government officials, I, I am more sorry that they don't get any fucking repercussions from it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It pisses me off. And as a country, we have to do better. But like, 
they don't really seem to care. Right to them, it just seems like a game. Yeah. And honestly, like that, yeah, that pisses me off. And now I'm mad. And this is not a fun topic. And there are thousands and thousands of people that have been wrongfully convicted every single year. And thousands and thousands will continue to go on and get wrongfully convicted. And there's not a single thing that we even give a fuck to do anything about. There are organizations that try and help, but how, you know, they can only do so much. Yeah. And we're out here falsifying evidence. We're out here faking shit. We're out here putting people away for the rest of their life because we can. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate because there are obviously wins within the judicial system where, of where they do convict the right person and the, they get the right sentencing and they, they pay for the crimes that they committed or the people that they hurt in the process. Um, and unfortunately, the judicial... I can't say that word. Judicial? Judicial system has a long way to go to catch up. Does that make sense? And it's right. not an easy process to change that. And and that's where it becomes like it's just so frustrating because on a on a on on the minuscule level of the regular people, we want these changes to take place, but we just can't do anything about it. Right. We can vote for the we can try to vote for judges, we can try to vote for the right representatives, we can try to vote for the people that we want that might make those changes. But it's so difficult to make those changes, even if you vote for the right person. There's right. so many more aspects that yeah, go into it. Yeah. And that that in itself is frustrating. Something has to change. I don't know what needs to change, but something's got to change in order for it to be more actually fair. You know? Right. Like, I know that that was not, like, proper grammar. <laughs> but the point is that it's it should be, we should be able to convict the people beyond a reasonable doubt that actually committed the crimes of those crimes. But the people that have not committed those crimes should be able to defend themselves in a way that gives the the jury a fair chance to say, hey, wait, there is a doubt that this person did this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and like not to take anything away, right? Like they have had a lot of cases in which like they've put the right person away. And so I'm not like, yes, I got pissed on this topic. And like, I want to point out, I don't think every judge, every judicial system, I don't think every person that goes to jail is the wrong person sure right i think largely in part they do get the right people i think they do put the right people away what i'm and i just want to make this clear like i want to reiterate what i'm pissed about is the fact like with randy steidel right with robert jones they knew they were innocent people mm-hmm. they knew that so much that they intentionally withheld information at court that could have made them free and chose to make them spend 23 for Randy for Randy or for Robert Jones and 17 years of these guys lives in prison mm-hmm. just because they falsified evidence just because they said hey yes we were wrong but you're still going to sit in jail for our mistakes and those guys are the guys that wake up every morning go get donuts or whatever the fuck the cops do they sit at their desks and they sit there and they live there and honestly i kind of have to wonder did they even feel guilt Sure. You know, did they even feel bad for what they did? Because if you're a cop and you have wrongfully convicted somebody because you falsified evidence, you're a piece of shit. Well, it's not just cops that do it. Right. Or if you're somebody that's wrongfully convicted somebody because of falsifying evidence or whatever, and you knew they were innocent, you're a piece of shit. And I don't know how nice to say that. Like, I hope you lose sleep at night. 
because there's no justice in that. Yeah. That you've already failed at the very job you were given. And I, I imagine it's not easy as a detective or as a prosecutor or anything. Like, I know those jobs are hard. I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not any of those things. Like, I was a fucking flight attendant and a cruise director. Like, I've not done those jobs. But it pisses me. Like, and again, there are so many good people out there that, like, I don't want to overshadow that. And I don't want my anger for this topic to overshadow that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just am pissed that people get wrongfully convicted each year and that are put on death row when there is sufficient enough evidence to make them not guilty. Or let's be honest, no evidence tying them to the crime whatsoever. And they even had a corroborated alibi, meaning like it's airtight. And you still falsified evidence putting him on death row for a crime you know damn well he did not commit and in fact two like what if they wouldn't have done those then robert Randy or randy steidel would have got he would have he would have died he would have been put to death he was on death row he would have been put to death mm-hmm. for a crime that they knew he was innocent on sure and those are the things that piss me off because again i've listed a couple there are thousands of people that are wrongfully convicted for the same reasons people know they're innocent and they go on and they convict them anyway because they lied in court. They did this. They mm-hmm. did that. And those are the things that deeply piss me off. And, you know, those are the things that I'm sorry for. And I, I'm increasingly sorry, again, that the people that are doing this get no repercussions whatsoever. They don't even get a slap on the wrist. In fact, it's okay. There are laws put in place to protect them from that. Literally, they can do whatever they want. And then our law, our judicial system protects them from getting, like, I've spent 23 years of my life in prison and you get off scot-free. You haven't missed a day. Yeah. And you get nothing. You don't even get a slap on the wrist. You get told it's okay because they're lost protecting you or my loss protecting me. Yeah, it is definitely infuriating. And, and I don't blame you for being pissed. I think we should all be pissed, you know. Anyway, all right. That was it. That was my topic. Well. If you, there are like INPO and other places, like if you would there, you know, they obviously like this stuff isn't cheap. It obviously costs money to, to look into these cases and stuff. So if any of you listening would like to donate to some of these causes, um, we'll put some of those in the description, perhaps on the yeah. podcast, some, some different organizations that help for wrongfully convicted cases and stuff. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope it wasn't like too triggering and like if I, you know, sorry if I got too irritated. Again, I just wanted to. I just really just want to stay at the end. Like I'm not like, there is a lot of good that is done. And certainly am I saying like, I'm not mad at every police officer, or every judge or every prosecutor. Like I think for those of you that do that job, like I think you guys are great. And I think you guys do a great job for the most part, but for those of you that for them, for those that do it and they know they're doing it with ill will or ill intentions, like that's I'm pissed. Those of you, that's, 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 that's what I'm mad about. Yeah. I stuttered, bro. That's how mad I, I got. I started stuttering. <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't have a lot to say. It's a lot to process. It is, And it's yeah. a really big concept, right? Like It is, yeah. It's huge. It's a lot of feelings to go through because mm-hmm. it's it's infuriation, it's rage, it's confusion, it's what can I do to help? You yeah, know? no, absolutely. That's These are all the exact same emotions that I had when I started doing the research on this topic. And it's honestly, like, again, it's a heavy topic. And it's so broad because this, like... Like, you know, I've said this to you multiple times. Like, I have worked as a public speaker for human trafficking nonprofits and like anti-human trafficking measures are something that I'm very passionate about. 
And that's like a reason that like I haven't done that topic is because it's 10 times heavier than even this. Mm -hmm. And it's 10 times more infuriating than even this. And I know that doing that podcast, like doing that topic, first of all, it would take so long because if I'm going to do it, I want to give it the justice that it deserves. Yeah. And it's not a topic in which I'm going to be able to do non-emotionally. Like I'm going to get emotional. Like I'm going to get pissed and I'm going to get mad and I'm going to cry and it's just like, these are things that I've worked with for so close, like so closely. And I know so many aspects about that particular mm -hmm. thing that most people don't. And it's such a passion for me to try and end that. And honestly, like doing this topic, I didn't understand that it was as big of an issue as it is and has been in the yeah. past. And, and similar to human trafficking, I mean, that shit goes all the way up to the government too. And like, kind of the same thing with this right like they don't there's, there's no repercussions so many, for and there's it. so many aspects to it because it's not yeah. just a bad cop or a bad lawyer right there's bad judges there's bad prosecutors right. there's bad you know mayors and all the like there's so many levels to it that it's 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 it feels like an impossible battle it is it does seem like that and and you don't want to and that's like i think that's what's the most frustrating is like you don't want to think about topics like this mm -hmm. that seem so helpless like because again like these are the same systems that we're taught to trust and to abide by every single day of our life like we're taught not to question the officials and not to question the government and not to question prosecute x y and z right like mm -hmm. we're taught to abide by these things and if these are the same things that are wrongfully convicting people on purpose because again there are wrongful convictions that happen yeah. on accident Right, but like wrongful conviction on, like on purpose because of whatever vendetta you have against said person or not, that's a serious problem and that's something that it seems so helpless because what do you do? How do you do it? Yeah. And it, 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 it's so heavy and it's it just, again, it seems impossible. Nothing's impossible. I want to put it out there. Like I don't think anything is impossible, but it runs way deeper than you think it does and... Well, it, it might not actually be impossible, but it's easy to feel like it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I it's, it's like you said, heavy, very heavy. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, I, I'm done. I think we're like, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I think we're just going to end that. Not the podcast. Megan has a funny little topic coming up after yeah, this. So we're going to end I it can, on a good note. Yeah. I can help lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Not to lessen the severity of your topic, but no, yeah, maybe bring some humor into our lives, make us smile a little bit. For sure. Let's do this. All right. So to get to a lighter note. Okay, let's to go. To hopefully get some smiles in, we're going to talk about dating. Dating. I have a cool date story to tell. And then I have compiled some of my recent um, Bumble interactions Okay. to, to share. So first I'll start with my story. I met a guy on oh. Bumble. Oh God. And we went on a date yesterday. Let's go. Um, we went to dinner and the dinner was great and it was super fun. But I had this idea huh. to just spring something on him mid-date, right? Okay. And in my effort to do this, I thought this will be exciting because I know that this is something he's never done on a first date before. Okay. Right. So we're, we're casually having dinner. Things are going great. Conversation's good. He's cute. He's nice. Like, I was already super interested before okay, I went. yeah, for sure. And then about halfway through our date, I was like, hmm, what time is it? And he was like, why? 
And I was like, because um, you want to do something you've never done on a first date before? Hmm. He was like, sure. And I was like, all right, let's, you know, when we're done eating, we're going to walk over there. And we were, we were at a mall. Okay. And at the mall, this we were at a restaurant that was at the mall, which sounds weird, but it's <laughs> an outdoor mall. And no one else is going to know what this means. We were at Firewell. So, you know, there's restaurants and yeah. stores and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we were at a, a, a Mexican restaurant and it went great. We were having fun. Food was good. Had a couple margaritas, you know. And then I'm like, let's go do this thing. So I walk him through the mall. I don't tell him where we're going. <laughs> okay. I just explain, I promise you it's something you've never done on a first date before. Okay. And I walk this grown ass man into Build-A-Bear Workshop. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Because your dad and that your dad and I went to get food today, and we're sitting in the car, and out of the blue, he goes, "So Skylar, I have a question for you." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I don't know why my generic your dad voice sounds like." So I have a question for you, but anyway, I'm like, "Okay." He goes, "So if you're on a date with this girl, first date, com- never seen her before in her life, and she's like, let's go to build a bear. What would you do?" And I'm like, "Check her ID." Like. I don't- <laughs> Well, see, this is why I purposely didn't really tell him prior to where we were going. I was like, let's just go do something that you've never done on a first date before. That makes so much more sense. And I made this grown man. I don't know how I convinced him. I don't know why he would follow a stranger through the mall. Okay. But he did. We went in to build a bear. And not only did I make a bear, but I also made him make a bear. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's go. So we made bears together. And... For those of you who know what Build-A-Bear is, it's a stuffed animal place. You go in, you can pick a um, like shell of a stuffed animal, and they'll stuff it for you. <laughs> and then you can pick clothing and accessories for your bear, and then or your animal. It's not just bears, and you can then you know name them and have like you know. But one of the things they do during the stuffing process is they have this little heart, and it's a heart that you then take mm. and put inside of the bear. And I mean, this is a place for children. So when the children put the heart inside the bear, they usually make them do like a heart ceremony where they might like, they'll say like, rub it on your heart. So it has lots of love, rub it on your head. So it's really smart. Give it a kiss. So it knows you love it. You know, make a wish, put the heart in. Well, I've done this ceremony a billion times. I've been to, to build a bear a billion times. Okay. So I was fully prepared for it. It's not the same every single time, but I knew that, the Build-A-Bear employee has no choice but to do some form of the ceremony. <laughs> they will get in trouble if they don't if they do don't. something. And that can be, again, something as simple as, you know, hold it and close your eyes and make a wish, you know. But sure. But I had already, at this point, the, the man was coming over to stuff our bears. And I said, well, he's a Build-A-Bear virgin, so he has to do... The heart ceremony. You said he's a Build-A-Bear virgin in yeah. the kids' workshop. There was no children in there. Okay. It was just me and him inside the store. Okay, that makes um, me a little it's better. A, it's a fucking Tuesday night. You know what I mean? That's fair. Like, there was no one else in there. Not when we were when we first walked in. There were people that walked in. Okay, there, but, I gotcha. So I explained, you know, he's got to do the heart ceremony. So this man, this Build-A-Bear employee, very kindly, he, you know, stuffs our bears. And he's like, do you want it to be soft or sturdy or like, you know. And... You have to step on the pedal to make the machine work so that the stuffing will go into the bear. And then we do the heart ceremony. And he's like, rub it on your arm so it knows you love it. And, and like, you know, rub it on your chest, rub it on your back, rub it on your forehead. And then he's like, swap each other's bears and give them hugs. And then he's like, grab your bear and do spin three times and make a wish. And I made this man do all of this. And okay. the whole time, we're having a great time. We're laughing. And he's like, you owe me. And I'm like, 
yeah. I, <laughs> I okay. do. And then um, I make him, for shits and giggles, because I don't buy clothing for my, my Build-A-Bears. I think it's silly. They're, it's extra, and they're, makes it makes them hard to cuddle with. You know sure. what I mean? So, but I made him look through all the clothes with me. Um, and then, and then at the end, before you pay, you put in your Build-A-Bear's information, you put it, you pick a name for it and you put your information so that they can print you a bear okay. birth certificate okay. to show that your bear was brought to life. And so I made him, you know, name his, his bear and then help me pick a name for my bear. <laughs> and then while we were waiting, a lady came in and it was a Karen and oh, she wanted her, something happened to her Build-A-Bear and she wanted it fixed. And she was taking for fucking ever to, to like accept an answer because what she was asking for was basically impossible. Okay. What's she asking for? She had bought a bear for her niece, like four years ago that her niece made. And you can buy like these, um, sound machines that can go in the bear and it can have customized sounds. Oh yeah. And it was her two year old niece's voice, but now her niece is six. So you can't replace the voice, right? Like you can't have her come back in and re-record it because she's six she's six now so she can say the same stuff but it's not going to sound the same so we can understand the sentimental value of of it but understand that and move on the fact that it was either that the batteries have died or that this machine that is now four years old has just given out stopped working yeah yeah and it's not a complicated piece of machinery like it's really you know it's really not like some sophisticated sure thing it's it's a $8 $8 like mechanism that goes inside mm-hmm. of a teddy bear right. that is meant to be replaced in two years. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so it becomes a whole thing and it takes a while to get checked out. It, it all went well and fine, but I made him take a selfie with me and his bear. Okay. I haven't so, seen what he looks like yet either. Yeah. So, so this is our bears. I got a tie dye <laughs> axolotl. That's good. That fits you so well. Yeah. And he got a baby Yoda. That's not a, Yes. Grogu. Grogu, thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. So, And then I made him take a selfie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know he was bald. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I guess. That's not a bad thing. It just took me by surprise. Yeah. But it was a great date. Nine out of ten for sure. It would have only been a ten, but I was. it would have been a ten if I wasn't so, like, for me, I was, like, really nervous and excited sure. and... You know, so you're holding back. So I was holding back a little bit, which okay. was surprising to me when, because he even said that he was like, I could tell oh. you were holding back a little bit, like when we were texting afterwards. Sure. And I was like, that's funny because I was, but like only I was only at like eighty five percent, so I wasn't holding off that much. Sure. I was just trying to like not let the crazy flag fly, you know. So you would say that this is a better date than you've gone on in a while. Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay, oh, yeah. good, good. Definitely one of the ba- best dates I've been on probably in years. Uh, like years. Like we've had a good connection. Like we had a good connection. We got along well. We talked a lot. Like it. It was really easy to talk to him. He was fun. He has a good sense of humor. He's S- nice. Somebody out there listening to this podcast fucked up. Lots of people out Lots there. Lots of people out there <laughs> listening to this podcast fucked up. Um, like some of the people that I'm going to tell you about now Uh-oh. that I have since. Well, not since matched with. I actually haven't even been on Bumble since I went on the date with this guy. Sure. Um, but I've been compiling these for sure. a few days. Now, I don't have very many examples, but I, I just want to share like some pe- what some of the messages that I've gotten from some people over the last few days. Um, right now, the question that I'm asking a lot of people is if you were stranded on a desert island, and a plane drove by and it dropped a TV, a generator, and your five favorite movies, what movies would those be? 
Okay. So it's really just like a convoluted way of me to ask what your top five movies are. Sure. Um, Which is, that's a strategic way to ask yeah. though. Did you come up with that like by yourself? Yeah. Let's go, Megan. So in this conversation with this guy named Cole, um, this is a screenshot, so I can't go, I can pull up the app if I really wanted to, but okay. we he told me his favorite <laughs> movies and I said, I've never seen any of these movies. I didn't screenshot that part of it. Um, I told him my favorite movies and then I said, then he says, oh, you should watch uh, Oh Brother, which is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is a movie that I've heard okay. of, but never yeah. seen. And then he responds with, cool tats, are you really 5'11", or do you just say that to get all the boys? Okay. I mean, yeah. What did you? What was your response to that? Yeah, I'm really 5'11". What was his response to he that? He didn't respond. At all? <laughs> At all. Oh, that's stupid. Like, I'm not sure what response he was looking for, but... Dating? God damn it. Dude, dating is exhausting. Like, this shit, it's this shit that yeah. I'm just glad that I don't need to do. Yeah. It's 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 irritating. Yeah. There's another guy. His name is Drew. He spells it D-R-U-E. That's... Uh, I can understand why it didn't work out. <laughs> um, I asked I was, him... That was a joke, by the way. Oh, okay. I think that's a cool way to spell that. But anyways, go ahead. I asked him as my opening question. Mm -hmm. You're backed into a corner. No weapons are allowed. How many five-year-olds do you think you could take in a fight before they overpower you? So you asked me this question the first night we ever met. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite questions to ask people. I think it's interesting to, to see what, you know, and what would be your strategy. Um, I didn't screenshot the whole conversation, but uh, he answered like eight to ten. And I was like. Okay. All right, I think you're selling yourself short it's a there. Fair amount, but it's—I mean, I think it's a decent amount of numbers. And then he was like, "Yeah, I think it's a solid range." And I was like, "Well, the kids are going to win anyways; they're ruthless, you know." I don't know, man. I think my answer was good. Well, and then he's—he says, "I doubt they would fight fair." And I was like, "Oh, they definitely wouldn't." You got to cover yourself up and roll. He goes, "LOL, truth." Then says, "So little dicks or big dicks?" That's okay. Little dicks for me. That's what he, that was his That's what message. he said? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Buddy, are you all right? Like, yeah. you, you understand. First of all, I'm a female. Just want you to know. Second of all. Well, I'm not sure where you you're going with this. alluding to something? Yeah. Yeah, like, like I'm not doing? sure where you're going with this question because, like, what the fuck? That's also extraordinarily blunt for three messages in. Yeah, I mean, we're a total of five messages probably. People just do it different now. Now, people are fucking crazy out here, dog. Like, that's just, I don't know. That's again, I don't use Bumble, nor have I really ever. But fuck, this shit just sounds exhausting. Yeah. So, one of the features of Bumble, or the, mo the most important feature of Bumble, is that the woman is able to message first. Sure. Now, there is no workaround for this, as far as like the only thing that a man can do is swipe right. And hope that the woman swipes right back and then messages him. Right? Right. Well, they have... Well, I guess there is a workaround now. You can make a comment. Similar to, like, Hinge, where you can, like, like someone's picture and you could say something. Sure. Um, it, so you can compliment the photo on someone's profile. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but I have a shirt and stickers and a postcard and a you know everything that says Hell if yeah. i wanted the government in my uterus i would fuck a governor yeah i was there when you bought that shit yeah i have a picture on my profile wearing that shirt 
Mm-hmm. Because I think it's pretty important for people to understand that I care about reproductive <laughs> Where rights. Where you're coming from. Okay, sure. That's like, fair. That's understandable. This man, whose name is Will, and he is 34, okay. complimented my photo. Okay. He says, quote, it's how you care about cats, dogs, animals' lives, yet you want the right to kill humans because you wanted to have unprotected sex. Nice legs, though. Kiss emoji. Nice what, though? Legs, though. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. No comment. <laughs> I'm already pissed from the last thing, so. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, hear me out on this one, okay? Keeping in mind... This is not someone that I was already in conversation with. Sure. This is someone who saw my profile. That's what I'm saying. Saw my shirt, swiped right to compliment my profile to tell me this. And not only did he then say, like, oh, it's how you care about animals, but not an unborn fetus. You know what I'm saying? Which is not the point sure. of what that shirt That's is not meant at all. to say. Yeah, 100%. Um, but also nice legs here's my thing with that right like first and foremost everybody has a right to their own opinion that should be known that does not mean that you get to fucking start an argument and then compliment it by saying nice legs shut the fuck up dude what was i was i supposed to like say something back yeah like (laughs) Like, what am i supposed to do like you know thank you so much for the leg compliment you're right reproductive rights are irrelevant like was was that supposed to be my response it's just a passive aggressive bullshit in that whole thing that pisses me off it's fine if you don't agree with me like do your thing if you don't agree with me there i can understand both sides of like pro-life pro-choice i get it it is a difficult decision to make and it is hard to know what the right quote unquote choice would be right but you're just seeing a picture of me on my profile. And assuming everything else. And assuming everything else. For all you know, I don't even like cats and dogs. That's what I'm saying. Like. You don't know me. That, but but yeah. instead of just swiping left and being like, nah, she's not my type because she, she cares about women's reproductive rights. I'm going to go ahead and compliment your photo and type out a paragraph letting you know you're wrong. Giving you a compliment. Because I disagree with your beliefs. Right. So I screenshotted his entire profile. Um, his name is Will. He's 34. His bio says, due to my single lifestyle, I prob work more than I do anything else. When I'm not working, I'm prob doing some type of physical activity. If you think your dog is your son or daughter, swipe left because you're past cray cray. No 35 plus or massive amount of tattooed women. Oh yeah, no long nails either. So here's what I don't understand. You complimented on my profile to tell me that women's reproductive rights are that, that because I wanted to have unprotected sex is wrong. Sure. But I care about animals, so that's like a contradiction. Yet I can't care about animals too much because if I think my my dog is my son or daughter, I'm past crazy. Right. That's what he looks like. I feel like I've seen him in like a Walmart gas station. He like says, that old fucking Murphy. Here's USA. another thing on his profile. Cleaning Favorite windshields. Qua- yeah. Cleaning windshields. Yeah. 
like not even his windshield like he's just fucking dipping shit that, that's like the worst that is that and that's what i mean literally point in case proven i'm a fucking genius let's I'm go sorry you guys can't see these pictures <laughs> um so on bumble also you can put prompts on your profile and there's like little questions that you can answer and sure kind of, you know yeah. his this one is favorite quality in a person his response is, hmm, well, I'm a man. So first, I go off visual things. Three, hair, nails, and feet. He's one of those guys. Trivia question. Since when does talking about pets make a man want to be with you? I don't care. Okay, here's like... another one. Two truths and a lie. One, I'm looking for a five foot ten plus woman. Two, my age is incorrect. Three, I own a lowrider. I want to say that this man's just misusing Bumble. Last one. <laughs> the prompt is, I'm hoping you, dot, dot, dot. So I'm hoping you don't go talking about how much you're obsessed with the dog or cat you have. It's funny how women get on here talking about the pet they own. Who cares? You care, motherfucker. Apparently you do. <laughs> Like, you, you fucking care. Like, enough that you've mentioned it multiple times on your profile. But then, but then you go and get mad when someone cares about cats and dogs and animals, but not humans that might be in an unwanted pregnancy. Dude, my favorite thing about this is how he's, like, going through and setting ramifications on women like he's searching for a house on Zillow. Like, he's not... <laughs> Like, he's not, he's like, must like, not like dogs too much. And also, you, <laughs> X, Y, Z. Like, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You have to be somewhat understanding, Will. <laughs> Life isn't that perfect. <laughs> I'd like to let my realtor know that the, the house must be 1,400 square feet. If it doesn't have five bedrooms and six baths, it must not, it's not mine. <laughs> How they're an extra bathroom? Well, it only has five bedrooms. <laughs> Must love pets, but not too much. And also cannot... Must have pretty hair, smell, and feet. No long nails. No, no actually, nails. don't express yourself and do anything that you think is beautiful to your own body because you need to make me happy. See, that's just way too much. That, that, see, there's so much wrong. Like, again, do you. Like, if those are women that you just can't be with, like, that's fine. But, dog, you're on Bumble. Like, Relax. it took everything in me not to match with him, right? Like, not because I find him attractive. I don't. Um, even if I thought Just he was a, physically attractive, sure. his profile is terrible. <laughs> but just so I could be like, and excuse me, sir, what do you get out of this? Like, right. is this some sort of, like, weird tactic where you insult me and then compliment me and I'm supposed to, like fall in love with you right like well that's what i was saying he looks like the type of guy that starts cleaning people's windows at gas stations but like not even like his windows like he's just walking around to like random people's windows and cleaning them yeah up. like he and he looks like an asshole like even if he was physically attractive like how the fuck yeah like the audacity that people have these days because it's like well that's the thing is like love how you wanted to have unprotected like, it's just the assumption. Dude, I I got pissed off at my aunt the other day for assuming some shit. Because she actually said something about this podcast that pissed me off. Because, like, we were looking at our things. And, like, we have a, a decent little amount of people that are in their, like, 50s and stuff that mm -hmm. listen to our podcast. Which yeah. I think is, like, awesome, right? But my aunt is, like, in her 50s. 
and she said something the other day and I was, so for those of you, like, so for those of you listening, we actually recently had somebody give us a review on our podcast. I'm not going to name the other podcast, nor am I going to say exactly what the review said, but it was like, there's another podcast out there that does similar stuff to like what we do, right? They have like a, they have a decent, they've been doing it longer, right? So they have like a decently better following than we do. Um, but they listen to our podcast and they listen to other podcasts and they mm-hmm. said that like, hey, what the French toast, I think has like a better vibe to it, which again, super appreciated. I'm not going to say what the other podcast was just because like no shade towards them. I think they have a great podcast, but I was like excited and like I was happy about it. And it's like I was telling my aunt, my aunt, who's never listened to, my, to our podcast, like one time ever was like no i wouldn't listen to it you guys are just too young for me and i'm like well actually a decent amount of our listeners are in their 50s oh that surprises me because you just seem too young and you just seem boring like for us people you just don't seem like you'd have anything to offer i'm like cool thanks for being an absolute bitch for fucking no reason you don't even know like and this is an aunt that's seen me maybe three times in her entire life and she's just assuming the thing is is that i mean are the people that are in their 50s going to relate to all the topics that we talk about no probably not but are the people in their 20s going to relate to all the topics that we talk about no because our podcast is random sure we don't talk about one specific thing right like do i expect that for example i just spent an entire segment talking about bumble dating apps right (laughs) does that mean that every person who listens to our podcast is single and uses bumble sure No. no I mean, I would imagine it's probably not even half, you know, sure. <laughs> like, like if you uh, yeah. use Bumble, I am sorry, mm-hmm. whether you're a man or a woman, but like, fuck. Don't assume shit about me. Yeah. Because you don't know me. And that was like my point with the ant thing. Like, I didn't want to get too crazy far off topic, but that was like my point with the ant thing. The thing, like my aunt is entitled to her own opinion. Like, I'm not mad about that. What irritated me is the fact that she doesn't know me, therefore made an out of line comment. That was honestly just uncalled for about something yeah. she doesn't know what she's talking about. Will did the same thing. Doesn't know you. He's never met you a day in his life. And in fact, the first comment he's ever said to you was the dumb shit that he said to you. It's like, you don't know me. You don't know why I got this shirt. Like, perhaps it's not a, hey, all for abortion, all for not. Like, perhaps it's just because there are some people out there tired of governmental forces thinking they have more control over us than they do. Exactly. Like there are so many more reasons that could be attributed to that, but you and your closed minded, that dumbass self will thought, Hey, let me just make this closed minded ass comment and not actually even consider any other like, possibilities. Like not even consider like, okay. If you can't tell I'm pro choice, right? Sure. Like that's, I think that's been made pretty clear, Right. but that's not the point. Like I'm pro choice because that's what I choose. I feel like someone sure. should have the choice. Absolutely. I completely understand if someone is pro-life because that's your choice. Absolutely. And, and there's like no ill, there's no harsh feelings there either. Just like, by yeah. like, but that's the thing. I'm pro choice because it doesn't matter the circumstances. You should be able to choose for for your body. What happens? Sure. Right. And that's the point that I try to make. Now, maybe that shirt is a little bit like <laughs> not that way out there, like, yeah. especially because it's like if I wanted the governor or the government in my uterus, I'd, I'd fuck, fuck a a, or I'd fuck a governor or whatever it says. Yeah. So I can understand where he got the unprotected sex thing. Sure. But here's sure. the thing: uh, people don't just get abortions because they had unprotected sex. Sure. There's lots of reasons. So many reasons that could go into someone having an abortion. Absolutely. So to automatically assume which I can understand he did because my shirt says I fuck a governor. 
it's fair, but also like, what the fuck? It's just the audacity, right. the audacity <laughs> to make an assumption to a complete stranger when all you had to do was swipe left. But nice. And legs. now you get to be made fun of on my podcast, and I hope. I mean, no one will know who you are. No one's going to know what you look like. But if, I, if your name is Will, you're 34 years old, and you live in DeSoto, Texas, and you're the one who swiped on my profile to to make, to make try to make me feel like shit. I don't feel like shit because you can love animals, you can love unborn fetuses, and you can still be pro-choice. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't really matter. But then compliment me. You're a fucking asshole. Also, I'd like to add Will... If I'm in DeSoto and I see you, because I do know what you look like, don't start cleaning my windows. Like, I'm good. I don't need that shit. All right? You stay away from my car. <laughs> I'll clean those bitches myself, Will. I got it. And with that, we're going to DeSoto. All right, man. <laughs> Let's go. Whose car are we taking? Mine. My windshield really needs a good cleaning. <laughs> That's true. Actually, new, new topic. We'll meet us at the 7-Eleven. We do need a windshield clean. I won't wear my pro-choice t-shirt. <laughs> We'll make it up to you, buddy. Clean our windshield. We'll buy you a vape. We'll call it a day. But like, watch it's okay. out. I bring my dog everywhere I go because he is my child and I love him <laughs> Let's go. more than I love myself. Okay? <laughs> Some might say that's her son. Hashtag dog mom. Hashtag dog mom. Maybe when we see him, we could bring some like McNuggets with like white cheese and bacon <laughs> and just like toss it off to him and be like, this is the what the French toast 1.0 at McDonald's. You should check it out. He's going to be so confused. First of all, he's going to be like, what the fuck is a what the French toast? And second of all, he's going to be like, why, why doesn't it have French toast in it? Like I'm so, I'm so thrown off. It's named after my son, my dog. He's an Australian shepherd. Yeah. And he has so much personality. He's 37 months old <laughs> and he is the best. You sit down next to him, put your arm around him and you're like, so do you want to hear about wrongful convictions, Will? Because have I got a story for you. <laughs> How do you feel about me and a stepdaddy, sir? <laughs> so this here dog. And my, my, my dog really needs a dad. Asher jumps on his dick because he's excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is some shit he would do. <laughs> well, if you're still listening, thank you. Anyway, that got that took a turn. That was funny. That was a good ending to the podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry we just roasted the shit out of you for the past five minutes. Yeah, of this but whole you earned it. It was good, bro. Thanks for thanks for making jokes. <laughs> he probably doesn't even listen to the podcast. Yo, man. Now I'm really sad that I didn't swipe right on him. You know why? <laughs> why? Because we can post this episode and I could send him a link with the timestamp. <laughs> That's awesome. And be like, you should listen. You should listen to this, to this particular, 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 specific episode. <laughs> Dude, yo, for those of you in Lebanon that fuck with our podcast like that, thank you so much. It's, it's actually really cool. Like we're on the top, what, 40, 43 is what you said, or was it, what, well, what it yeah. is. Yeah, we're number 43. Number 43. So top 50 in comedy podcasts in Lebanon. Like, what's crazy about that is because, like, it's not like we transcribe our podcast. Like, we're just, we just speak English. Like, that's it. Like, we don't speak Lebanese. And so, yo, for those of you that do listen, dog, like, thanks so much. We love you and we appreciate you. And, like, we hope you enjoy further episodes to come. Yeah. Um. And if you're not in Lebanon, we also love you and appreciate you. Um, but y'all aren't making us in the top 50, so y'all got to step up your game. Also, clip this. Clip this, Megan. Yo, thought dogs. 
what's up guys listen i was listening to your podcast i heard you guys wanted more international viewers it just so happens we have viewers now from lebanon we got them from the dominican republic france south africa brazil yo let's what's up like let's link up let's australia, do a podcast australia new zealand you want what we can offer you and you guys have more listeners than us so let's link up and let's do a let's do a collaboration. Let me know what you think. Inbox us because uh, I'm gonna we're gonna clip this and we're gonna post it on Instagram. We're gonna tag you guys. So yo, let's link up and let's collab. Let's see what you guys got. And for everyone else, bye. Bye. Love you guys. Have a great day. My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast. Thank you.